Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Utah Preps Radio on ESPN 700. Your weekly look inside the high school sports scene in the state of Utah. For the next hour, we'll talk about what's happening on the gridiron and courts around the Beehive State with coaches, athletes, and other prep insiders. Now here's your host of Utah Preps Radio, Moose Bingham, on Utah's number one sports talk, ESPN 700. Hello and welcome to Utah Preps Radio and my goodness gracious am I so excited to be here with you on this beautiful Wednesday night. We'll be coming at you live, that's right, live each and every Wednesday talking about prep football. We're going to be doing a lot of great things here and we have some incredible guests today. I previewed that over Twitter. If you guys aren't following us at um, Utah Preps Radio with Moose Bingham, you better be doing that quick like. So our guest today, we have Ross the Legend Oppo. We've got the newest commit from the state of Utah. He's not going to BYU. He's not going to Utah. We've got Carson Lopati out of West High School. He'll be going to the Naval Academy. I'm super excited to hear what he has to say about his commitment and what will be going on with that. And then finally, we have Jen the Legend I call her the mother of all Utah high school football. She's a legend, Jen Powers. So Jen Powers Johnson, the mother of Jackson Powers Johnson, will be here talking to us, and it's going to be a thrilling ride. So before we get into all of the nitty-gritty details, I'm going to talk to you about why we're doing this, what's going on, and how you guys can be involved. So first of all, why we're doing this? Prep football is starting to explode in the state of Utah. We have a 4.6% chance of our guys in this state going Division One, And we're talking about BYU, Utah, Navy, all of these schools. These kids have a high, high probability of going to those top, top schools. And so when we're here, we want to give kids a platform to really get their brand going. We want coaches to get their brand going. We want ambassadors of the sport to have the ability to take their sport and their game to the next level, and that's why I'm here. So what are my qualifications, you ask? I played at Utah. I played at BYU. I played all the way down in Snow College, and I blew my knee out there. So after I was done doing that, I went and I was the on-campus recruiting coordinator at BYU. I was also helping coach the kickers, punters, and snappers there. We had a great run, and after I left that, I decided to start my own company with Randy Larson. It's called War Room, prepwarroom.com. Make sure you guys have that at your school, or else your coaches are behind. We're not in the Stone Age anymore. Stop using chisels and rocks to keep track of your rosters, equipment, and scholarship management. Get yourself prepwarroom.com. So from there, I actually started the Utah Preps podcast, which has evolved into Utah Preps radio. This is the station 
where you guys can learn about recruiting, where you guys can learn about football, where you guys can learn about who the up-and-comers in this state are right here, right now. We're going to be previewing safeties, quarterbacks, receivers, all the way down to kickers, so you guys know who Utah, BYU, and Utah State should be going after, could be going after, and will be going after. So we're doing all of that and much, much more. We're going to have great guests, but the Utah Preps podcast has exploded. We know this state loves football. We know that this is one of the top states in the entire country of producing talent. So that's why I'm here. I'm here to not just expose talent. I'm here to cultivate it, help you guys out, give you the resources you need to take your games to the next level here at ESPN 700 and ESPN 960. This is so important. We're not just in Salt Lake County. There's a ton of talent down there in Utah County as well. We're talking about Lone Peak Nights. We're talking about Provo High School, Tintview. And then when do you get over here? We're talking about Corner Canyon, East. We're going to go all over the state to make sure you guys know what it takes to be a top Division I recruit, how you can do that, how you can be there, and we're going to get some incredible sponsors for you. This just happens to be our first show, so we're going to rock it out of the park, and you guys better be tuning in at all times. If you can't tune in, we have a podcast But I'd love to have you guys call in and do a lot of different things. I'm so excited because I was going to go into our news and notes of the day, but we have a legend on the line. We're talking about a four-star, should have been five-star receiver, All-American, signed with BYU in the class of 2010 with Jake Heaps and Zach Stout, but he ended up being way better than him. He trains the top receivers in the state, and he's going to be previewing two 2024 kids that should be All-Americans in his words, and what I take is his words are gold. I'm talking about Ross the Man Apo. Ross, how are you doing today? Oh my gosh, Moose. That that was uh, quite the intro there. You you didn't have to do all of that. No, I did (laughs) and more. You're the freaking (laughs) man. More important, Ross is the father of Taya and the husband of Jess Oppo. He is a family man. He is a great man. And we love Ross here. So Ross, you came out with a tweet today about two of the top 2024 guys. And I want to know who they are. I, I, Moose, I, I can't say that right now because it, if they're listening or they hear this, uh, I, I don't want them to know. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I will definitely tell you um, when, when we're done here, I'll tell you, but I don't want the guys to know. Definitely not, because it's it's potential. They they can be there if if all the work is put in, and they do the right things. Um, these two guys, they could definitely be there. Um, I'll tell you right now, um, for the the class of twenty twenty four, these these two guys, one is one is six three, and the other one is probably six two and a half. Oh, um, we're talking about big yeah, boys both, then. Yeah, yeah, big boys. They can run. Um, they could catch very well. But like I said, it's uh. And I've seen all Americans before. Um, I've had a I've had a couple already, um, and, and these guys they they're filling in right there. Um, but like I said, it's gonna it's gonna be um, they're gonna have to grind consistently and, and put the work in. Uh, as you know, it's a lot harder here in Utah, um, you know, to to push that all American status. Uh, but it's possible, and these two guys they can definitely do it. Um, just gonna take a lot of work to get there. So I love that, but I'll Ross. I'll share those with you when we're done. <laughs> okay, perfect. So tell me what it takes to be an All-American. You've had Puka Nakua. You've had Chase Roberts. You've had just uh, Carson Ryan. 
recently that just mm-hmm. committed to UCLA. You've had dudes on dudes on dudes on dudes. And state of Utah, listen here. Before Ross Apo came in in 2015-16 and started training guys, we had one All-American in our whole history of the state, and now we're getting guys year in and year out that are signing Division One scholarships. I mean, we're going to have a couple guys drafted that Ross worked with. But Ross, a lot of kids love the game. They love to be recruited. They love to be told how good they are, and I love that you're not telling these kids how good they are. But on top of that, what does it take to be a top receiver in the state of Utah? Um, and, and, and this answer is more for... Uh for the players, um, you know, if, if any of them are listening or if any of them tune in, um, you know, first, first you have to be a starter on your team. Um, that's a mandatory. Mm. And so, uh, a lot of guys that I work with, um, you know, they think, Oh, you know, the training, you know, I'm training, I'm working out. Um, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing the right thing. It, it's not, it's not all about the training. I mean, you, you have to be starting on your team. You have to be, uh, the, the best on your team. Um, if you want to be an all American and then, you know, from there, how are your grades? Uh, how's your character? Um, are, are you are you a coachable a coachable guy? Um, I, I just I don't remember um, playing in the All American game the whole week we were prepping. I, I don't remember seeing uh, a single person out there that felt like um, they were the best and and they were complete. They they didn't have any more work to do. It was it was the complete opposite, and it, it was pretty crazy to see because that that was the same way that I approached the game and. Um, you know, even if you're, even if you're at the top level and, and you're considered one of the best, um, in your mind, if you just, you know, if you humble yourself and you got, you remember, okay, you know, after high school, obviously there's college. So I, I, I'm really not the top guy, maybe at my level, but the level I'm going to, some of those guys have four years on you. And then once you leave college, you know, same thing going to, uh, going to the professional sport, you, you might be the best in college, but you still have to go to the next level where you'll probably, you know, drop down again um, and have to work your way back up. So, you know, for, for the young guys out there, definitely, you know, work to be the best on your team, um, work to be the best teammate, um, and, and don't, you know, never settle, never be complacent, and, and always, um, always push to be, to be better than the next guy. Um, and and, and that's, the, that's the biggest thing, the biggest thing. I love it. Never settle and always be a learner, always be trying to get better each and every day. That's really important. So much to the chagrin of a bunch of Utah fans, mine included, Samson Nakua decided to go to BYU. Are you still working with Samson and Puka, and how's that going? Um, I, I haven't seen them in, in, a, in a little while, um, you know, since they had went through the transfer and, and, um, and all those things. I, I think Puka's still in the booth. Um, but I, I, I'm pretty sure I'll see them this summer, um, see them out there. Um, but I think since, since they transferred and all that stuff, um, they're just trying to get everything kind of in order, um, and life is happening. So, um, for sure this summer. Okay. Perfect. I mean, I really like Samson. I really like Puka. They're great kids, but this is a prep podcast. What do you think about their littlest brother, Tay? He is another Nakua. He's a 2024 out of tent view. Have you worked with him at all? Does he have any skill yeah. set, or is he just kind of like me, where you're like, ah, no potential, but we'll love you anyways. You're a funny kid. Oh man, uh, no, yeah, I, I work with Tay um, right now, and he he's a stud. He he can play. Um, yeah, I think you had a chance to see him at, at the passing academy that uh, 
Coach Drew and I had um, this past month. And, you know, he, he has big hands. He can – he's starting to be able to run. Um, <laughs> he, he's just he's just a natural, just like his brothers. Um, you know, those guys, they – any any ball they pick up, they they could play the sport. Um, super athletic, and and you know he he he's a he's an up and coming guy, and I I feel like he um, he could do a lot of damage just like his brothers. Now, um, as far as the damage Hooker put in in high school, that's tough because mm. <laughs> that that's a lot of damage. That's a uh, two thousand plus yards damage, uh, thirty plus touchdowns damage, and this is one season. Um, you know, three, I think he had three rings. Um, so that, that's a, that's a little tough, but I, I feel like he could be, um, he could graduate and, and have kind of the same accolades. Um, a little bit of what Samson had a little bit of what, uh, of what Puka had. I like really that. Bright. Little bit yeah. here, a little bit there. And my goodness gracious, that Nakua family is as competitive as I've ever seen. I oh, talked yeah. to Kai the other day and I was like, Hey, Kai, Kai Nakua was a safety over at BYU, and he's like, you better be telling my oldest, my younger brothers to be beating up on Tay. Make sure that he does it right. <laughs> I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. They got to make sure that he's tough, he's ready to go, and I mm-hmm. loved it. I was like, that's what older brothers need to be. Usually the youngest brothers end up being better and better and better than the oldest brothers. We can see it with Spencer Fano. We can see it with guys all over the state. And don't tell Logan I said that, but... <laughs> they're really good dudes so ross what do you have coming up now because you're always grinding you're always doing a lot of different things are there any camps you're doing coming up are there any training sessions you've got going on um yeah so um actually um dr skyler main and i um we we're gonna have an event on saturday um we're still kind of getting everything all the wrinkles ironed out and everything um, but saturday. we're gonna have an event saturday yeah this saturday oh shoot okay so what's I, it yeah, gonna be we'll, is it if skyler's there is it about speed is it about strength yeah so it's gonna be like a speed and agility type workout and then um i'll, I'll work with the receivers tight ends um running backs who whoever comes out to, to play receiver they're gonna do both sides so um you know skyler he and, and and you know skyler he he doesn't he doesn't get on social media um People don't really, I wouldn't say they don't know about him, um, but people really don't know um, what Skyler does in depth. Mm-hmm. And I think what he does, and or everything he does, um, is vital and it's, it's important. All the guys, a lot of guys I get, I just say, hey, go to this guy over here. He'll get you right. Um, you know, just just trust this plan, follow it, um, and he'll get the job done. So. What what I what we want to try to do is is start getting uh, these athletes um, to to I guess recognize that that we work together um, that we have like a partnership going. So um, once we get that done, I'm gonna get it posted. Um, I'll tag you in it, and and you can help us get some of the the top uh, top skilled guys out to it. I love it. One of the big things is Skyler Maine is a great example of how not to use social media. You guys, if you don't have a Twitter, if you're not doing the right things, no one's going to know who you are, including college coaches, including high school coaches. So you got to ball out. You got to do the right things. And Skyler's being a great example of I'm going to talk to him and get him on his social media and get him going because that's how the world is run nowadays. So, Ross, you work with a ton of guys. Who's flying under the radar? Who do I need to know about that you're like, you know what, watch out next year? Um. 
you know, one of uh, one of the guys that's uh, that has been pretty consistent and getting better um, while he's staying consistent, um, Dylan, Dylan McConey from uh, out of Tooele. Yeah, really. Um, he man, he's uh, so he's one of the guys I actually sent over to Skyler, um, and his dad is sending me the seven on seven clips, and it's not just competition in Utah. I mean, it's down in Texas. It's uh, um, down, I think, in. Uh, where, where was it? Arizona? There's another one, um, California. Where, wherever these are, he's sending me clips, and I'm just like, "You, you got to be kidding me!" He, he's running by people, and and mind you, he's about six two, maybe like uh, almost two hundred pounds, maybe maybe a little bit lighter. Um, but another big body guy that's just getting open, being making consistent catches. Um, he, he's one of these uh, these guys that are flying under the radar for sure. Yeah, and then so I, I told him, man, you got to keep keep working, keep posting your stuff, so people know who you are. Because uh, I've been to Tuila, and it was like I, I pulled into the town, and I was, I almost drove through. It's a small <laughs> place, and and he'd get missed. And so um, I, I I hope his uh, recruiting starts to pick up. He's he's been one of my favorites. Really, I I really like that. Tuila has a lot of good things going for it, including one of my favorite coaches in the state, Andrew Jones. If he heard you say that you almost drove through Tooele, oh my goodness, your hind parts would be raw. But oh man, <laughs> he's got some talent down there. We've got Luve Hilu. I hear that there might even be some transfers over there. There's a lot of big things going down there for the Buffalo of Tooele. And, I mean, it's just the next town over. I live in Harriman right now, but there's a big mountain right there, and it's hard to get over that. One night I accidentally did, and that's kind of the thing. I almost died driving through that mountain pass. I was like, what is this, Lord of the Rings? What's going on here? I'm not Frodo. I might be that size, but that's all right. So, Ross, tell me, you've got all these kids coming. How many kids are you working with? And are you ever going to start training DBs as well? Because I keep seeing all your guys dominating these poor defensive backs in the state. And I feel like it's unfair, to be honest with you. Oh man, um, you know it's uh, it, it's I, I I just feel like the receivers they they get more um, they get a lot a lot more work since this is what I do full time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I know some of the defensive back trainers here, and and they're busy doing their own thing. They're busy living life. They have families, um, and, and they have jobs that they do full time. So. Um, I, I just feel like the receivers here have a lot more, um, a lot more time with uh, with myself and uh, and other resources as well. Um, I'm definitely not going to train DBs. I, I I have a hard time training receivers, and so I don't want to make my job any harder than uh, than it already is. So uh, definitely going to stay on the wide receiver side. As far as um, how many guys I'm working with, goodness. Um, uh, it's enough that I I would have to I'd have to sit down and count. Um, there's there's a bunch of guys, a ton of guys, and so I'm I'm trying to to branch more out um, with the college guys and and try to get them in a little bit more. Um, but as far as like the high school guys, there's there's a lot, there's a lot. So I'm I'm trying my hardest to to work with everybody. Um, it just takes some time to to get around and 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 work with guys because I think the youngest the youngest guy that I have is. Uh, Ten, maybe ten. I think ten. Ten years old. Yeah, um, and then you know the it, that that's where it starts from, and then it just goes up from there. Goodness. So a lot of work, a lot of work for me. 
So when do you think the recruiting process should start for these kids? 10 years old, 11 years old? When should they start um, reaching out to college coaches and whatnot? I, I would start about my freshman year. Um, why, you know, why not? Why not? I mean, it's a, it's a realistic time. Um, that's when kind of when high school starts for you. Um, if there's any freshmen uh, that are moved up to varsity, you have a really good chance. So start reaching out to coaches. Um, those four-year starters or, you know, four-year letter guys, that, that's huge. Um, and, and guys start recognizing this. And, um, and, and that's one thing I like to, I like to share um, is, is these, uh, these small bits of information with the guys that I work with. Because, you know, it, it, you could assume the parents know these things. Um, you can assume the players. You can assume the coaches know these things. But sometimes they don't. And that's nobody's fault. So I feel like that's why... You know, that's the reason I do what I do um, is because I, I have to help people kind of walk through these steps, the same steps that I, that I took. I love it. It's, it's funny. Every single sport, the recruiting process is a little different. I remember in eighth grade, one of my friends was Kalia Ojai Watts. Now she just married J.J. Watts, and she was committed to North uh, Carolina as an eighth grader. And I'm like, how do you even do that? Like, you haven't even played – like, what's going on here? But it's always interesting to see how people – handle the recruiting process. We've got a product at War Room called Football Recruiting Pro that teaches parents how to get their kids recruited. And we've got all sorts of resources. Reach out to me on Twitter at MooseB90 for that. Ross, how do people get in contact with you? Because you say you've got a lot of kids. I want to overwhelm you with kids in the state because I know that the kids that are serious, that want to go to the next level, if I had a kid right now, I would send them to you and Dr. Skylar Main. So, Tell them how they can get in contact with you, Ross. Um, so a lot of people reach me through through Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got a new one, so I, I can't remember what my that's embarrassing. I, I can't remember what my uh, what my Twitter handle is because it's new. Um, <laughs> Let me help you out. I, it's Ross Oppo W R underscore E Z. Ross Oppo wide receiver E Z. Oh, nice. Okay, that that's what it was. Uh, I, I, I remembered my old one. Couldn't remember that, but um, just reach me, inbox me through there, um, and then from there, I, I share my number with uh, with the parents or the players. They'll text me, um, and then we just get in touch from there and, and get the ball rolling. But uh, definitely, if you're serious and you know you you want to you want a chance at the next level, um, it, it's not just the field stuff. And, and this is where some people kind of um, get things mistaken. You know, it's, it's not just what I do on the field, but it's the information that I'm giving. Um, it, 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 I'd say is more important than, than a lot of stuff that we do on the field because I've, I've been in the shoes, I know what it takes, um, and I've been doing what I'm doing now for, for years already. And I've seen a bunch of guys come through, uh, a bunch of guys go to the next level, um, and I just get better and better at what I do as time goes on. So, you know, for guys that are serious, um, just inbox me on Twitter and, and – uh, We'll get it going. I love it. I love that Ross is serious about his craft, and he's not stagnant. He's not saying I'm there yet. He's not saying he's margin hooks. He is Ross Oppo, and he gets better like a fine wine each and every day. And so, Ross, <laughs> thank you so much for stopping by. We'll t- catch up with you later, and you have a blessed night. Thanks, Moose. I appreciate it. Have a good one. You too, brother. All right. Bye. So with that, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. On the other side, we have another exciting guest for you. We're talking about Carson Lopati. He is the West High quarterback, the quarterback number one in the program, number one in your heart, 
and he just committed to the Naval Academy. So we'll talk to him right after this. One-stop destination for the best in Utah high school sports talk. This is Utah Preps Radio on Utah's number one sports talk, ESPN 700. Let's keep this show rolling. This is Moose Bingham with ESPN 700 and ESPN 960, the only show that can talk about Utah, BYU, and Utah State at the same time. But we're going to be talking about something a little closer to my heart. We're going to be talking about the Naval Academy. Right now we have the starting quarterback for your West High Panthers. I'm talking about Carson Lopati. He is mean. He's a machine. And he's about to be a cadet in Annapolis. Carson, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Carson, this is the first episode ever. I am so happy you're here. So you just committed to the Naval Academy. Why did you do that? Why didn't you wait longer? And who is your main recruiter? Um, well, Coach Joey DePay was my main recruiter. And, um, well, to start, it was like very family. Um, it felt like a family atmosphere from the start ever since they contacted me. And um, the main reason why I com- um, committed today was um, I wanted to set myself up for 10 years down the road and prepare uh, myself for after football. And I thought that Navy was the best um, best spot for me to do that. And I think that that just um, made it the best fit for me. I love it. Will you be playing quarterback there, H-back, running back? What are you going to be playing for them? I'm going to be playing quarterback over there. That's what I'm talking about. That's what they need. They need an athlete back there, and that's exactly what you are. What are the strengths of your game, Carson, to people that haven't watched you play yet? I think that my ability to um, see what's in front of me, know what's going on, and manage the time of the game and um, being a leader on the field and just um, controlling what I can tr- control. Oh, I love it. You are just spitting out sports psychologist talk to me. It is wonderful to hear. I, <laughs> You're the man, Cars. So you're coming back to West this next year. Tell me a little bit about your team. There's you. There's uh, Dallas Vakalahi is exploding. Anyone else we should be watching out for? Um, yeah, um, my running back and receiver, Sessi Vailahi, he's killer. Um, um, a safety, Lutu now, he's crazy too. This, our whole team is um, phenomenal and we should be um, pretty good this year. So the whole team's phenomenal, going to be pretty good. What's pretty good? Are you guys shooting for the state title? Are you guys feeling confident? Have you restored the roar? What's going on exactly? What are your guys' goals? Yeah, we're trying to set ourselves up to be in a good position to um, compete for the state championship. That's our main goal right now. And I think we're in a good spot to accomplish that right now. Is there any team that brings fear to your heart, Carson, when you go against them, when you line up against them? Are you like, I can't handle those guys? No, I don't think as long as you're in the right mindset, I think we could um, compete with any team in the state. Oh, I absolutely love that. One of my biggest regrets was Joe Dupe actually showed up at Alta High when I was there, and he laid out the plan for me. He's like, you come here, this is what's going to happen. And every day I look back, I'm like, you know what? I should have gone to Navy. They have a good thing going <laughs> over there. I love Kenny Numatololo. One of my former teammates, Va'a Numatololo, he's the assistant DFO over there. Joey Dupe yeah. is an absolute stud. And has he told you about Annapolis yet? It's actually one of my favorite towns in the entire country. Yeah, they um, 
send me pictures, all types of stuff. It's a beautiful campus. Um, it seems like the place to be right now. Dude, it's been the place to be for the last umpteenth years. I mean, that place is rocking. It's rolling. You're playing in Conference USA. That's some good football over there playing Houston and all of those other schools. So what are you doing for training right now? What's making you different than the other guys that they're signing? Well, I'm working um, with my QB coach um, named Steve Calhoun with Arm and Dangerous Football. Oh, shoot. Um, I like it. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's um, trained some top guys like Jordan Love, Keenan Allen, a whole bunch of players. So, Is he a local dude, or do you have to go out of state to see him? Um, he's out of um, Orange County, California. Oh, so you're making the Zach Wilson trek each and every week, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Are you going to start posting on Twitter? Hey, this is you should do like a whole segment. We got to build your brand out here. Be like how yeah. to be like Carson Lopati. <laughs> might have to, might have to. <laughs> <laughs> I freaking love it. There we go. So, what is your daily schedule like? Because a lot of kids I talk to, they're like, "Hey, I want to go D1." But you're going to California. What else are you doing to prepare for the rigors of being a Naval Academy quarterback? Well, well, um, well. Right now, I'm uh, we, we're in person school, so I got school from um, eight o'clock till two fifteen, and then right after that, we come home and I work out with my dad in our garage. We have a little setup in our garage. Okay. And then right after that, we go to. Um, we have like um, seven on seven or like skills practice at um, with the West team at um, around five o'clock every time every day, and then right after that we go lift with the team. Wow! So you're yeah. just getting out of lift and ready to listen to the Utah Preps radio, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what everyone's been doing lately, starting today. <laughs> yep, <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. So. What are your aspirations? Do you want to be a businessman? Why are you going to Navy over these other schools, and what are you going to be studying? Um, well, I'm going to be studying, um, as far as now, my interest is in Intel and, um, like, the technology, all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I guess I could be a businessman too, but um, <laughs> um, Intel has really, like, caught my eye. So are you going to be doing, like, espionage? Am I talking to the next 007 right here? Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm not sure like, um, specifics right now, but that's really what I want to get into. I freaking love it. You guys, Navy has a unique thing where every school's like, Hey, after you go here, you might get a job. Navy says we guarantee a job. Not only that, you're going to make 65, 75, 85, 95,000. And then if you get some bonuses like 105, it's crazy amazing to talk to kids that are dedicating their lives to the academy schools, Navy, Army, Air Force, and there's great people there. I'm a little biased. I really like Navy. I love Joe Dupay. Yeah. There's some good things going on there. So, Carson, all of our followers want to follow you up, understand what's going to be going on. What is your Twitter handle? Um, it is Lopati08, L-O-P-A-T-I. So is that your number? Why did we choose 08? Um, it was my number when I created the account, but now I'm number two. You're number two, the deuce. Why are we the deuce, brother? Um, my fam, my it's like a family number for me. My mom was number two. My brothers were number two. So okay, we got to change your Twitter handle then. Yeah, not quite number one <laughs> right now, but we're number two, and we love it. 
<laughs> Carson, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Do you have any advice, anything you want to tell people, any shout-outs before we head out? Nope, just um, keep working. That's all you can do. I love it. You have a great day, and we will talk to you in a bit. All right, brother? All right. Thank you for having me. I always laugh. Before Carson got on, one of his coaches, Stu Paula, reached out to me, and he said, man, that kid's striking when the iron's hot. That's some good stuff. I love that he's going to Navy. He'll be able to do a lot of good things out there. That's going to be the future starting quarterback of Navy. You guys, so we're going to head to a commercial break now. Come on back. This is Moose Bingham on ESPN 700 and ESPN 960. We'll talk to you in a second. Stop destination for the best in Utah high school sports talk. This is Utah Preps Radio on Utah's number one sports talk, ESPN 700. Welcome back to ESPN 700 and ESPN 960. And goodness gracious, do we have a guest for you. Most teams have a team mom. This state has a team mom, and her name is Jen Powers Johnson. She is the mother of Jackson Powers Light, a duck. He got away from all the in-state schools, but we're happy for him. She has an amazing family, an amazing story. She even has her own podcast to help you parents out with recruiting. I love it. She's an amazing woman over from Draper, Utah. Jen, how are you doing on this beautiful night? I, I don't know that I can live up to that introduction. I'm great. How are you? I think you can. I think you're the team mom for the whole state. I'm saying it now, and I'm saying it forever, Jen. You're freaking awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Well, we do our best. <laughs> Every mom does, but you did a great job in the recruiting of your son. How is he doing in Oregon? I need some updates. What's going on in your life right now? Uh, he's doing really well up there. We're just so grateful to have him up there. And they just started uh, spring ball. So there are only three practices in so far, but I tell you what, they start quick and, and they come out hard and ready to go. And he calls us every time he gets done with the practice and says, oh, my gosh, I got better today. I learned so much today. And, and that's all you can really ask for, right? So. He's loving it. They're loving him. And it, it really ended up being a great match. I love it. What made Oregon different for your family than anywhere else? Oh, wow. Okay. Well, perfectly, to be perfectly honest, they recruit at a level that I haven't seen paralleled anywhere in the nation. Uh, every single member of that coaching staff is recruiting you. And it's not like once a week or every couple of days, it's every morning, every afternoon, uh, attention to detail, literally nothing goes unnoticed. And, and the other thing is the relationships. Uh, Jackson really had great coaches at Corner Canyon, and it really felt like a family. So he was really looking for it to feel like a family there. And uh, not only do all the coaches and assistants and GAs and trainers recruit, but the wives recruit as well. And so Jackson knew the kids and, and, the, and the wives before he ever made the decision to go up there as well. Really? So the wives recruit. Tell me a little bit more yep. about that. So did you have Chris Ball's <laughs> wife calling you up, sending you recipes for different Oregon oh. Ducks food and stuff like that? <laughs> Uh, not quite that. Uh, it was more like, uh, when we would go, we went, we were lucky enough prior to the COVID, 
we were able, able to go to a game up there. We were able to go to junior day up there. And we were also, they do a camp every year called Saturday Night Live. And we were able to go up to all three of those events. And every time we were there, not only were all the coaches there waiting to greet us, but their wives were there and their kids were there. And uh, every Sunday as an organization prior to COVID, and I'm sure there's going to be some uh, little tweaks they need to do here and there, but that entire uh, football team, staff, and family sits down for Sunday dinner every Sunday together. And, And that was just really impactful for us. I, I really love that. Do you know what they're serving at that Sunday dinner? Is it pizza? Is it oh filet mignon? That, it's filet mignon. Um, <laughs> Oregon has a uh, a facility like, well, it's Nike Money, right? So it's a beautiful facility. They have uh, a, a chef that works there, and they're all on different diet plans and what have you. But everything's locally sourced and organic. And, I mean, those kids eat, like, Kings. I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> My wife's from Portland, so she's always like, hey, we need to get this locally sourced. We need to get this organic. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I make that ESPN money right now, but not at that level yet. I'm no JPJ. Nike money is a whole nother gig. <laughs> yeah, I always laugh. Kids go on official visits. By the time I was, I was an on-campus recruiting coordinator at BYU, and by the time we got to the last official visits, I'd be hopping on the scale and being like, okay, only salads this week, Moose. Can't do much more. Right. I wasn't going to be oh. an O-lineman anytime soon, even though I thought <laughs> I was, according to the scale. <laughs> so you've got a lot of good things going on. Um, with parents, it always interests me. Parents are really funny because there's a fine line between being an overbearing parent and a parent that's not interested in their kids at all. Where right. do you advise parents to kind of straddle that line? I would say this. Um, we really view, and I, I say we because it's my husband and I, we really view ourselves with all of our kids as our job is to find their talent and then support their talent at the level they want to support it. So... Ooh. We have a daughter that's a singer. We have another uh, child that was into Taekwondo. Jackson's our, our main athlete, and he always loved sports at a level regular kids don't love sports. I mean, he didn't have toys. He never played video games. All he wanted to do is go hit the ball or kick or, you know, throw the ball or, you know, play football. And so for us, you know, we wanted to develop that talent. So we were willing to do whatever it took to support his love of the sport, whichever sport that was. And he was a three-sport kid for a long, long time. And, you know, it broke my heart every time he'd say, okay, I'm not doing that sport anymore. So we gave up basketball first, and then we finally had to give up baseball. And uh, you just had so many wonderful memories there and great things, but we just really wanted to support him at the level he loved it. Have you ever come to us and said, hey, this isn't fun for me anymore? Then we wouldn't, we would have said, great, you know, what are you going to do? And we'll support that now. I, I really think it's interesting because there's always a debate about playing multiple sports as a kid and playing multiple sports in high school. You said Jackson had to give up the sports at certain times. Why did he have to give them up? And how difficult was that for you? Because 
being the team mom of the entire state, I'm sure you were the team mom of basketball and baseball as well. Oh, I don't know. I'm kind of controversial. I'm, I'm slightly polarizing. People either love me or hate me because I'm so intense. We're a pretty intense family. Um, I would say that all through, we didn't want to specialize because everyone had told us, don't specialize, don't specialize. They, they want multi, multiple sport athletes. So up until high school, that was a no-brainer. And then once we hit high school, uh, depending on the high school you go to, certain high school coaches won't work with other high school coaches. Mm-hmm. So uh, you really have to go, okay, okay. <laughs> like um, if they're not willing to work with us, you know, what, what, are we gonna, what do we love more, right? And um, so at that point, we had to start looking at, okay, based on my talent and ability, what would I want to focus on? So basketball was the first thing to go. And uh, it's funny because at that point, uh, someone had come over to the junior high and said, you know, uh, all the best football players wrestle. So Jackson said, oh, I'm going to be a wrestler now. So we, we gave wrestling a couple of years. Um, and then it just got to be with his position at, on the offensive line and on the defensive line those boys are in the trenches and battling and uh, really, I don't know, getting very physical every single time. And his body couldn't recover at a level that we needed to go back into battle if we kept doing everything year round. So mm-hmm. we gave up the wrestling and then we just had football and baseball. And eventually, once he decided that he was going to commit to the University of Oregon, it just made sense for us to spend, you know, all the time on football, but that was just the last year. So it's always interesting to me. Everyone wants to be a division one player, but they don't know the work that it takes. So how much money do you think you spent on Jackson and how much travel do you think to get him this scholarship? So I will say this about that. Uh, You're paying for college, whether you get a division one scholarship or not. (laughs) I, I, we paid for this scholarship with the lessons and the travel and the, uh, oh, my gosh, speed and agility and position-specific training and, uh, you know, all the different things, probably three or four times over, I would say. We had to have spent a couple hundred thousand dollars, it feels like. (laughs) A couple hundred thousand. (laughs) Because, honestly, like, you start when they're, like, eight years old, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, you're not specifically having the goal to be D1 at that point, but you want to support their passions, right? So we went to Cooperstown, and we traveled all over for baseball. And so, yeah, it it, it can take a lot of money if you're willing to put that into it. I, I think that's really funny. When I got to high school, my dad, he always wanted a buddy that would go snowmobiling with him and four-wheeling with him. And he's like, Moose, I will give you X amount of money not to play football. <laughs> and I was like, he's like, that'll end up saving me X amount of money. And I was like, really? And I had to really think about it. I'm like, is football worth it to this point? And I think it's a conversation every single parent and child should have because it's a real sacrifice for families to send a kid to go to college. And kids don't realize that. They don't realize the amount of work and time it takes. I mean, I've seen Jackson doing curls at the top of South Mountain, confused but <laughs> excited for him at the same time, filling those sleeves. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, that's, that's completely true. When, when you decide that you're going to focus on that uh, sports talent and achieving that goal of playing at the next level, what you're saying is I'm not going to go skiing, right? Because if yeah. I go skiing and something happens, I won't be able to play my sport and I'll, I'll let my team down. I'm not going to skateboard. I'm not going to, uh, I can't tell you how many times we'd go to baseball tournaments in other places. And, you know, there's a bunch of baseball players staying at the, at the hotel and they're all swimming and having fun. And where's Jackson? He's, he's in bed by 830 because he has to catch two, three games tomorrow. So <laughs> it's a different lifestyle and it's a different focus. Uh, we definitely had all our vacations at baseball tournaments somewhere. Right, and and we had one week off at Christmas and one week off at the Fourth of July if we were lucky. But yeah, everything else was dedicated to how are we supporting your dreams. I love it. I mean, that's how it was with my family. We all played soccer, but by the time it came down to me, they're like, you know what? You're just kind of pudgy. You're not very fast. <laughs> you can kick the ball far. Oh, we got to find a different sport for you because this one's just not working out. And I, I was like, you know what? I was really good. And then I pulled up some film. I didn't make it out of the circle in the middle until there was a free kick. And I'm like, there's a good reason I was a kicker in college. So uh, There wasn't enough tackling in soccer for Jackson. <laughs> He's a very physical human being. Yeah, yeah. So what do you do to fill your time now that Jackson's out of the house and you're not having to go to all these tournaments and whatnot? You know, it's so funny because we're like addicts without a fix. Uh, we still go to a ton of different football things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Habits die hard. It, right? Like, we will, we live out in Draper, and we'll drive past Corner Canyon, and the lights will be on at, at the football stadium, and we will be like, oh, something's happening. We should be there. <laughs> <laughs> so we do a lot of that and, you know, uh, work and that kind of thing. But really, we're just super excited to uh, – be able to go and watch those football games, you know, next year up at Oregon. I love that you're still going to high school football practices, doing your things. You really are the team mom of the state of Utah. How does the other moms and parents find you for questions about how to get to the next level? Sure. Um, so I have a podcast and it's available on most of the platforms. It's called Recruiting for Mamas. And it is all the questions and the things I wish somebody would have told me when we were starting the process. But there's kind of this unwritten rule when you're in these football settings where I start to ask a question and Jackson and James would look at me and go, be cool. (laughs) (laughs) So I've got a lot of stuff in there that answers a bunch of questions that moms wish they could answer, but their husbands aren't letting them because everyone wants to be cool and not get embarrassed. Um, so there's a bunch of information in there. And then of course, always on Twitter, people can reach out to me whenever they want. My handle is J powers J and, uh, I have people reach out to me all over the country. I just talked to a mom a couple of days ago from South Carolina who wanted my insight on some prep for a a call that she was having with a coach. So I'm, I'm totally happy to answer questions. I love it. Jen, thank you so much for hopping on here. You are the mama bear of the whole entire state, and we appreciate you. Hey, Moose, congratulations. This is a big deal. This is awesome that you have this radio show. It's going to help a lot of people. I hope so. We'll see if we'll be on next week, though. (laughs) I'm sure you will. That's Jen Powers Johnson. She is a champion. You guys, 
This hour has flown by, my goodness gracious. We're at the very last segment. That means I can talk about some news and notes for the week. Some news and notes. Nick Vigil signed with the Minnesota Vikings, the former player from Utah State, a local Utah hero, and he is on the Utah Preps podcast in the Sweet 16, trying to establish himself as the top running back in the last 20 years. He's got a lengthy battle today, so we'll see if he can do that. We've got a lot of good things going on. Next week, we're going to be joined by another gaggle of great guests. We're going to be doing a lot of good things on here. You guys, feel free to reach out to me anytime, any place, anywhere. Stop me if you see me in the street or the grocery store and say, hey, you need to be talking about this. We're going to be getting some sponsors. If you want to be a sponsor of Utah Preps Radio, we have the top content. We've got the top producer. We've got the top people working around here, and the whole state is interested to see what's going on. Make sure you reach out to me at MooseB90. The other things we have going on is we've got great sponsorships with War Room and PrepWarRoom.com. Coaches, if you are not on PrepWarRoom.com, I'm about to take away your whistle because that is as essential as your whistle at practice. Also, we've got a new platform that will help your parents with recruiting, just like Jen. It's called uh, Recruiting Football Recruiting Pro. It's going to help your parents understand the recruiting game. It's going to help you understand the recruiting game. Reach out to me. That'll be released by next week. And we've got a lot of great things coming up. If you guys need anything at all, I'm always available. This is Moose Bingham signing off of ESPN 700, ESPN 960 on Utah Preps Radio. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.